Jazz insight and analysis straight from the source. Donovan turns and hits! You have got to be kidding! This is your Utah Jazz Insider Report on the Zone Sports Network. Here's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Uh, Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, the television play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. He is Craig Bowlerjack, or should I say Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> Guys, how are you? Bowler, I just saw your commercial, man. That is hilarious. Uh, Bowler yeah, in one of those Vivint commercials. Yeah, I I was shocked when I got a phone call and they said, you want to come be a piece of this crazy idea? And I said, yeah, I looked at the script and I go, man, that is really funny. And uh, so, you know, obviously my script was what, three words? So that that took about, you know, it took quite a while for me to to get down, but uh, Bouillon's brilliant. I thought I, I was, when he was doing his lines and cutting the commercial, I was standing off to the side watching. I thought, golly, this guy got this really crazy sense of humor and so did so did mike and but it was fun it was a good time i had a, had a blast doing it it was funny so it, Bo- really Bo- funny. i haven't seen it yet but i'd lo- i'm looking forward to seeing it how how would you rate your thespian skills uh you know i've never been an actor honestly uh i tried and well, i'll tell you what i had i think i got asked by a teacher to do uh junior high school uh to do a part in Oh shoot! Uh, the Sound of Music, Captain Von Trapp. Oh yeah, came out and blew the whistle, <laughs> and had all the kids. <laughs> had all the kids. And I said, right then and there, I said, no, 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 not for me. But uh, this, this is com- I do comedy. I'd rather do comedy than you know drama. Can you sing us a little Little Vice? Or, you know? No, I can't do that. No. All right, <laughs> how about this for a little exercise, Gordon? What role would Bowler have been perfect playing? Um. Can I have fun with it? Yeah, you uh, go whatever direction you want, but but no bowler is listening, obviously. <laughs> hey bowler, yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, how about okay? Uh, you you be Fred Flintstone and I'll be Barney Fife. <laughs> Isn't it Barney Rubble? Oh, uh, Barney. Barney Rubble, yeah. Who's Barney Fife? Wilma. <laughs> yeah, the deputy on Andy Crow. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fife. Barney Rubble. I'll be Barney. Yeah, yeah. I'll be Barney. I love comedy. I love comedy. So, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take, I'll try that role. All right, Bowler. So the game last night, um, I, I described it this way to, to Gordon, and he agreed earlier. It, it set basketball back a little bit. It was, <laughs> it was a tad on the ugly side. There were 57 yeah. foul calls. Yeah. But I think the real positive of it is there was a lot that didn't go right for the Jazz, but they were still able to grit out a victory despite not getting anything from Mike Conley and, uh, and turning the ball over so many times. They were still able to figure it out. Yeah, I totally agree. Locker room felt the same way, Jake and Gordon. Uh, you know, it was not. I even tweeted last night. It may take me a day or more to get over that one. It was it was really <laughs> tough. Uh, but 14 lead changes and 10 ties and 23 TOs by the Jazz. And you know what saved them, too, was just really fine free throw shooting. They went to the line 39 times. But, again, that gets you those, those foul shots and the fouls called last night. And how about the two flagrant ones? With a couple of low blows, I mean that that game had a little bit of everything last night: craziness, uh, suspense, uh, frustration, and you know. And but that's that's the way it is in this league. And I think it's an early lesson for the Jazz 
Jake, as you just said, is that, you know, even though it wasn't the most beautiful piece of uh, basketball, it still was a, a win. And what happens is it also, I think, should build some confidence with a lot of new faces with a, with a team uh, that is still trying to find, you know, a cohesive way of playing together. So, yeah, you win ugly, and then you look at each other and say, hey, what if we really played well? You know what? What good things can happen? So the Jazz still haven't been on game. I mean, they 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 started to show a little life against Sacramento, a little step back last night. In fact, a big step back against Phoenix. But the bottom line is they're three and one, uh, and another huge test tomorrow night when uh, Kawhi and the Clippers uh, drop into town. In fact, a heavy dose of the Clippers over the next five days. Uh, this is you know this is a challenging stretch. These next five games for the Jazz will pit them against. Uh, some high-level competition, and hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get a better feel, and maybe that game against the Suns helps elevate them uh, as a team to the, to another level. Bowler, let me push you a little harder on this whole thing with Mike Conley in this respect. What's going on there? Has he been able to explain it, or has anybody else said anything to you that would give some indication of of why the severe slump? No. Um, you know, and I tell you, there's kind of that unwritten rule just for these first five games. I mean, I, I think when you talk slumps, players look at you with a cross-eyed, but it, it's obviously the conversation will, will come about if it doesn't clear itself up. But, you know, from my chair, my opinion is this, is that I thought a lot about it. You know, when you fly, we've been flying a lot, and I, I was just thinking to myself, you know, 12 years in Memphis – uh, the centerpiece of that franchise. And despite a few coaches rolling in and out, the, the system was pretty much the same, the language the same, and, and Mike, you know, controlled it. Uh, he, he knew what to expect. And then you step here, and I'll be honest, I, I think the, the anticipation of fighting for a Western Conference title and an NBA championship has to be in the back of his mind. He's only human. So a lot of that rides on his shoulders. So what I see also is a guy pressing, and I, I, he doesn't have to. I think he has to understand, and he will. I mean, you I, I, just can't do everything and, and overnight. But I think the expectations of the fans, and I'll fall into this category too. I thought with Conley, for the moment, he would probably adjust quicker. And I know that Snyder's offense and defense, there's a lot of elements to it, language-wise and I, I believe it's just an, a, you know, a, a, a difficult time for him. Um, I can't imagine that overnight he's become a bad player. But the numbers are 20% from the floor and 15% from three. And foul trouble, I thought, was the biggest issue last night with him. No rhythm, never could. And you could just tell frustration set in. But the beauty is, Boyan seems to make the transition uh, a little better. He's in a different position on the floor. And Donovan obviously came out with a beautiful drive late and got to the free throw line. But, you know, you got to hope after five, six, or ten games, this thing works works itself out. Um, and then, you know, obviously the conversation will probably become more uh, focused and intent, you know, in, intense if it doesn't. But for now, I think you kind of get a little bit of a pass but, you know, like you, uh, Gordo and Jake, you know, you hear, and I get asked this everywhere I go, everything good, everything good? You know, you hope so. And I don't, I don't, uh, I think he's happy as can be, and I think the system will ultimately, you know, fit him. 
but right now it's just a difficult transition. He is Craig Bowler, Jack, with us uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And speaking of Bogdanovich Bowler, um, I'm not surprised that he's shooting the ball well. That was his M.O. coming in. What I didn't understand was how tough he is. He's yeah. a tough player. He plays hard. He plays physical. He rebounds well. He defends well. All that stuff kind of came as a surprise to me. You know, I don't know if Indiana utilized him in all those categories, Jake, you just mentioned. Honestly, I, I was not prepared. Uh, like most, I think even even management in some regards. I mean, I know they obviously they wanted him and he wanted to come here, but his slash ability, his 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 strength, his speed, the ability to go on top of the rim and play and rebound, as you mentioned, nowhere did I have any idea that he was that athletically inclined to do so many different things, uh, and obviously the three ball. Uh, is is just icing on the cake, uh, and the other part of that too is that you just said you saw the ankle, and he wanted to play, and they kept him out. He jumped back in, a little tweak last night. He's fine, uh, but yeah, he's tougher than I thought, and he has more uh, he has more weapons than I thought he did offensively, and a and a really good defender too. Bowler, what else is striking you so far, and what do you expect to stay to stay the same, and what do you expect to change? Well, I think you'll still see, um, you know, interchangeable parts uh, at the, um, the three spot. Look, Royce O'Neal is becoming a terrific defender, but also uh, he, he can knock down the three. And I still think you'll see a rotation when needed with different uh, defensive schemes and matchups with Jeff Green and Joe Ingles. Um, you know, Joe's too good. Uh, to get, you know, three shots or four shots a game. And uh, that's something that I don't know how that will change, but it is the current system. And and the offense, as you can tell, a lot of touches to Boyan Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell. That's just the way it's going to be, and Joe's going to have to pick his spots. Moutier, despite some turnover issues, still is an aggressive, powerful player, uh, more than I, I expected, and doesn't hesitate to use his body. Uh, to drive and, and, and get to the rim as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things still in, in, you know, in progress. And um, I would think also uh, Donovan, I think, is growing by the minute, guys, from what I see and just talking to him. And I think working with Popovich this summer uh, for Team USA, uh, I like his spin move. I like his strength. I think he, and he wanted, he told me, hey, I got to, and I got to make better decisions. So far, I think he has, and I, that's if that continues on, that's just a huge bonus as this season just begins to unfold. Bowler, who is the best basketball player on the planet right now? <laughs> well, we saw LeBron the other night, but uh, age still creeps. I know LeBron fans will say it's LeBron, but you know Kawhi Leonard is uh, is ridiculously good, uh, right and left hand power rebounder shooter. Uh, we'll see him tomorrow night. I would probably have to lean that way at the moment. Uh, Harden has a different style, as we know, and uh, that ability to escape threes. Um, he's a magician, basically, um, getting to the free throw line. I don't know. Westbrook would probably tell you he is. But in reality, probably the most complete player right now is is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, he's got 27 points a game. He's working on the trip. You know, he's... Eight, eight assists, nearly eight assists a game, and got the guy can rebound. I mean, I would never have thought he would be at this high of level 
when he played college ball at San Diego State. But uh, obviously, well coached in San Antonio, and then that was a weird breakup. Uh, MVP final, uh, you know, uh, champ, and the next thing you know, here he is in L.A. Good coach, by the way, in Doc Rivers, and they seem to have really put together an interesting package around him. And Paul George hasn't even played yet and most likely won't for another two to four weeks. So um, he seems to be the guy right now for me. Any other team out there, Bowler, that's impressing you thus far? I know it's only three games in or so, four games. Well, Denver's undefeated. San Antonio's undefeated. Uh, Denver surprised me last year, Gordon, but still they seem just to have you know, a, a, a group of players quietly doing their business like the Jazz. San Antonio is the same way. A Popovich coach, while he's a Popovich coach team, while he's there, guys, I, I don't expect anything else from San Antonio. They're always going to be in the mix, always. Um, in the East, you know, all eyes still, you know, point to Milwaukee. Uh, Philly, we'll see soon. Um, and then, um, you know, Toronto losing Kawhi and making those changes, that, that was a devastating blow. And then Boston. So, um, yeah, there's a few surprises. But like you said, it's so, it's so early. Uh, it's hard to really get a read, uh, even for what the Jazz will become, Gordon, and what other teams will become as well. And then, you know, how does the how does the attrition of 82 games affect a lot of teams? I mean, that's that's going to play a factor in the way that this Western Conference is going to turn out. I guarantee you, it's, it's a hard night of basketball, and as good as every team is, it's kind of like uh, you just beat up on your brother, right? Uh, you may win one round, lose the next, and it just depends on on a, in, a, in a playoff series, you know, who stays the healthiest and who gets the last punch. I know that's kind of an odd way, but I, that's my belief of what I've seen so far. And I think this, like I said, the next five games, I, I really believe when we talk in a week, um, I think we'll have a better feel for where the Jazz are uh, with the schedule that's, that lies ahead. You mentioned this schedule over the next number of games being difficult. What do you make of the uh, this when the schedule uh, is such that you play one team uh, at home and then like uh, a few days later you play that team again on the road uh, is that just a scheduling anomaly or do you like it because you can measure progress or what, do you, what do you think well I don't particularly like it but um, you know there's a couple of instances this year and last year was the same where, way I think we played Minnesota and got on a plane and went to Minnesota this week uh, you know you got the Clippers take off the next day and go to Sacramento, who we just saw uh, last Saturday, and then play the Clippers again. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating because I like to see some other teams, but for the Jazz right now, if they're going to tackle the Clippers, this probably is the best time without a Paul George in the lineup. So in a way, maybe it's a it's a blessing the way that uh, the schedule did come out, that you get two, uh, two swipes at the Clippers uh, where they're down a man, uh, and that does that does come into play. Uh, then you got Philly, Milwaukee. You're at Golden State. You know the thing too, Gordon Jake. The thing about this schedule this year is just a polar opposite of what happened last year when the Jazz were on the road. You know, for what 23 or so games prior to Christmas, and there were just bunches of games, four and five game road trips. What you're looking here is a lot of ones and twos. Uh, you go out, you come back. You go out, you come back. And so I, I don't know which bodes the best. A lot of players will tell you they like it. Other players will say, look, I'd rather hit the road and get four games in and come back. Um, but this year's schedule really doesn't attack the Jazz in long, long road trips. And, again, that may be by design 
But for the Jazz this year, the first long road trip doesn't happen until the week of Thanksgiving. And it gives the Jazz a chance to continue to work together and jump on the road and get a taste of it and then come back and play some tough games at home, too. All right, Bowler, before we let you go, I've got a would you rather for you, okay? Okay. Let's say you're uh, sitting in the outfield at uh, a World Series baseball game. Okay. You have two, one in each hand, very valuable, delicious beverages. Uh-huh. A home run is coming straight for you. Right. Do you drop to said beverages and try and catch the ball, or do you hang on to said beverages, take it off the chest, and then <laughs> pick it up off the ground? <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. I can almost just vision you doing that, Jake. Two, two-handed, two-handed with beverages, and then just take a hard shot to the chest, and you hit you so hard, you're, you're so well built that it just the ball goes dead right and just drops right in front of you you're taking it off the chest every time am i right yeah yeah i mean you, you know as I, a, I would as say, a, and so the what? thing is though jake you can't spill a drop though during the process <laughs> no absolutely not you know now if you want to sacrifice one and try to cup one with you know have the ball go in the cup that's a pretty cool move too as long as the ball goes into the bottom of the cup and you at least have a half of your favorite bedroom beverage and, and as long as my wife understands the one I dropped was hers. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. All right. Exactly okay, right. there's another scenario here. Would you rather be in that scenario or not have the ball come to you at all? Well, i got to have it come my way. Okay. Right? Don't you want to rise up and say, here it comes? What if it was your turn to go get said drinks and the ball landed in your very seat? Which happened <laughs> often. Oh, yeah. That's... Hey, why, why, why you were gone? Uh, we had a dinger come out here, and it fell right in your chair. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened to me, Bowler. Did it really? Yep, true story. Oh, man. Well, what's a lesson learned? Don't leave your seat. Can yeah, only never happen again. to Austin. Only to Austin. Hey, can I, can I just do a shout-out quick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my dad, my uh, mentor and, and best friend and hero, birthday today. All oh, right. man. How, how, can you tell us how many years? Yeah, he's proud of it. He's a war horse. He's a Clydesdale. 87. 87. All right. And going strong. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, but a uh, little I've dinner been... tonight. Mom, Dad, they've been married, let me think, um, going on 69 years. They met when they were 12. Wow. 69 years. That's amazing. Have you, have you ever met uh, the lieutenant? I have not. I, I, have not had the, I have not had the pleasure. He is uh, bowler. I, I would describe him this way. Uh, automatic respect. Very kind. Very kind. He was a tough nut when I was uh, a young man, and he's mellowed some. But, yeah, a little drill sergeant uh, during the Korea. Never served overseas, but uh, he drilled thousands of soldiers. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy when I when – I, I'm not laughing because I just think of my dad out there throwing grenades uh, and hand-to-hand combat and um, – uh, and bazooka training. I mean, that's what he did, and it's uh, it's amazing when he, you know, he doesn't talk much, and a lot of veterans don't. They don't talk much about those days. But he he's opened up a little bit as he gets older. But uh, he was on call. He was on. Uh, uh, he'd gotten orders three times to go to Korea, but each time the war escalated, and he was held back to com- continue to to prepare uh, soldiers to go overseas. So uh, I salute him. And uh, eighty seven. I mean, he's won the lottery. So uh, I couldn't be uh, more proud and happy for him. Happy birthday, Mr. Bowler. Jack. Happy and birthday. Of course, your mom, Bowler, is the perfect counterpoint, right? Oh, perfect. I mean, she's the comedian a lot of times, and 
my dad just sits back and shakes his head most of the time. Well, Bowler, enjoy your dinner tonight, and and please, seriously, pass along our best. That uh, I'll do it. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank All you, right. Bowler. Craig Bowler Jack, television voice of the Utah Jazz, and yep, a happy 87th to Mr. Bowler Jack. Pretty cool. I've had the pleasure of uh, talking with him, and he is a terrific man. Terrific. Well, just like uh, Bowler is a must be a chip off the old block because uh, Bowler is the best. We appreciate him coming on. Yep. All right, uh, join uh, Hanson Scotty coming up Friday, November 1st, from noon to 3 at Murdoch Hyundai, 3131 Main Street in Logan. You rolling up to Logan this weekend, by the way, Gordo? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Where are you going to Seattle? No, I'm not doing that. Are you staying here and hanging out with the Jazz? Although they don't have a game on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten my marching orders. Guess there. who's going to Logan? Maybe. Our boy, Gordon. Maybe. You Any check- handsome cab rides up it's there? A, it's such a late game. It's kind of so. you know you could you could park down uh, far away from the stadium, flag down a handsome cab, expense it, expense it. There was no horse. lie about it. There was no horse. I'm calling involved. PK during the break. There, I swear, there was no horse involved. Hey, <laughs> giddy up. No. All right. Hey, jockey. I swear to you. Stay tuned. I swear. Mm -hmm. Have I mentioned how much I hate you guys? (laughs) Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.